0: Hey there, MSPs and IT pros. Welcome to the Rocket MSP podcast, where we ask the tough questions. Today, my guest is Amy Luby from Secchion, a cybersecurity company that provides AI, XDR, and SIM services to MSPs. Now, if you're new to the show, here's how it works. We're gonna start with questions for us to get to know my guest and their services better. After Q and A, we're gonna do show and tell, the segment where we get a demo of their product or service and get to ask more questions about how it works. So without further ado, let's bring on my guest. Hi, Amy. Hey, how are you, Steve? I'm doing very well, how are you doing?
1: I am great and I'm so happy to be here, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I just want to dive right on in, and um th- there's so much I feel like we could talk about when it comes to Sekion uh because you guys are doing something a little different, I think, from what all of the other cybersecurity vendors are doing out there
1: you know we really are um but that's our challenge uh, yeah. is is taking something that is. Perceived um, for a good reason and being complex and and making it simple. So um, therein lies our Sekion challenge
0: with all that's going on. Sure. So so if you could do a better job than me and explain what exactly is it that Sekion does for people for MSPs. Um.
1: So in a sentence, uh, what Sekion does is re-enable. MSPs and MSSTs are um, um, really to reduce their cyber threat risk um, and the complexity of their security stack. Okay. Right? Gotten a lot of less lately with adding more and more products. But um, reducing that complexity while at the same time actually enabling them to not only detect and prevent breaches, but respond and remediate. In real time and automatically. So we're taking them beyond, I don't know, well, I shouldn't say taking them beyond, enabling our partners um, to go beyond
0: just prevention to actual detection and remediation. Okay. I th- I think that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And I think it will, it, it will more as we get into it, like what we yeah, do and how work. But, um, you know, for, uh, let me break it down, Sunday. for right now, MSTs have kind of a couple choices in delivering a full stack, of well, of security services, right? Mm-hmm. From endpoint protection, all the way up to threat planning, um, and SIM platform automation, right? Um. And the options today are you can buy all the tools, all the products. You can integrate them. You can hire all the SOC and security analyst staff to manage those tools. Uh, that's one option and it's a vital option. The other option is, uh, to outsource to a managed SOC or an NBR vendor. Um, both of those scenarios are expensive. Um, in the outsourcing scenario, you're outsourcing control, visibility, and losing a lot of margin. Um, what Secchion believes is that, you know, with the right platform and the right automation, you can actually bring that in-house um, without having to hire a huge team of SOC analysts um, if the platform is doing the work for you. And that's what Sekion platform does. Um, it actually does all that work for the MSP, um, to give them the visibility, to give them the control, and to enable them to automatically, um, detect and respond to whatever events are going on before shit hits the fan, basically. think I lost your audio.
0: That's because I'm sneezing and coughing and I, I keep hitting mute. Sorry. Um, so I, I love that explanation because it sounds like what you're really trying to do is enable MSPs to keep more of the profits by outsourcing less because they don't necessarily feel like experts in all the things, right? And, and that's, that's the hardest part is, you know, there's, there's all these new cybersecurity things that that msps really should be doing or working with maybe an mssp right and um i don't want to name names but uh you probably have have seen the the chaos on linkedin where there's a cybersecurity vendor that uh they're they're running ads and i think they turned them off because i stopped seeing them but they were running ads that basically said Uh, turn your MSP into an MSSP in one day. Mm. And, and that's, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use some language here. That's freaking bullshit. Because there's even, even, you can't even onboard a new cybersecurity vendor in a single day and, and have it all doing its job, let alone be allowed, in my opinion, to use such a, I don't know high, like, I feel like MSSP, that's like a whole new bar, right? And whether, whether an MSP has all these tools that are doing the work for them, I don't think it's fair to say you're an MSSP if you don't have the experience and expertise to back that claim. I don't think tools alone should be what, what the differentiator is. Does that make sense?
1: It it does. You know, You know what I see when I go out to the conferences and I I watch, um, and and whether it's a vendor or whether it's a consulting firm, whatever they are, there's a lot of acronyms being thrown around. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, hey, we have AI and and ML, and therefore we do it all. Um, And there's what I perceive as a lot of confusion um, for the MSPs in knowing, okay, is this tool and this tool, and this tool, like there's overlap in what they do. I still have gaps. I'm mm-hmm. not sure exactly what the gaps are. Um, and oh, I'm going to outsource this piece of it. So now I really don't know where my gaps are. Um, now yeah. it's very, it's kind of like walking on quicksand it, it um, it, it's hard to get a grasp. Um, and, and I think that, um. You know, talking about sim has been something that maybe MSTs, you know, see as something they just really can't grasp, um, because they're going to need a whole team of security analysts, um, and they need to be able to know exactly what all these attributes mean and what they mean for them and for their end users. Um, and, and so there's that, that skills gap, which you mentioned. Um, and how do we bridge the gap? I'm not convinced that outsourcing is the answer. And to your point, Steve, I think, um, the MSSP has taken the tack of, I'm going to bring all the tools to the house, I'm going to upscale my staff, I'm going to have analysts on staff, and I'm going to deliver this, this perceived higher level of service, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then some MSPs have partnered with MSSPs. I think. With the way it's going, that line is very blur between an MSSP and an MSD.
0: Um, sure. You know, I, I think that makes sense. And I, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I, I don't think it's, it's bad for there to be tools that enable MSSPs to automate some of what they're doing and have less staff overhead, right? But I do think that there is a knowledge gap between an MSP and an MSSP, regardless of if the MSP gets all the tools or not, there's that knowledge gap in between the the staff of an MSP and an MSSP.
1: Exactly, and one of the really cool things um, that I actually discovered when I got here just at home, um, hearing our partners give the feedback. So you'll see in the demo, um, Inside our console, you can actually see all the different events and alerts, right? And you can drill Mm -hmm. down. But what you see at the top of the screen is the MITRE framework and all the minor techniques that the different, um, attacks use, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that console, if you have, you know, admins or junior admins who maybe want to be cyber experts, you can upskill your team because the platform actually shows you. Okay. See, last week there was this installed on that machine over there. The reason that it's an alert is because of this and it's using this MITRE technique. Now, yesterday we saw something installed over here. Oh, by the way, it's using this technique and they can see it all there. And why it's important. And why they correlate.
0: That's really cool. Now, um, we we kind of touched on, you know, some of the benefits and some of the features like from a high level. So let's let's dig in a little deeper. So from from what I've gathered, Sekion has like three services that you guys offer. And that's XDR, SIM, and then you also have a SOC, right?
1: Correct. Correct. So okay. So we have our main, our, our SYN platform, our AIs, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's everything that it implies. Um, what we do is we ingest all the telemetry, flows, the events, whatever it is. We invest it from, from everywhere, um, frankly, whether it's on-premise, um, whether it's in the cloud, uh, applications, IOT, OT, anything that has information, we will ingest it. Uh, We will correlate and analyze it in real time, right? Uh, And we can detect, well, and we'll watch, um, and we will bubble up those alerts to you. Um, The interesting thing about the AI Sim is this. Um, There's literally billions of events going on, right? And hundreds of thousands of them. Um, could indicate that there's a problem. Um, through our correlation, um, and threat detection models, we're able to bubble up the real alerts so that the MSP isn't inundated, you know, with what could be a problem alert, but rather a critical issue. And that critical issue is made up of, let's say, four, five, six different um, alerts that have been correlated together, so it 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 greatly reduces the amount of noise, the amount of false positives and and it it brings to the surface actionable things. Does that make sense
0: it does it does now um i i I'm dying to know like. How how does the AI or machine learning work on on the on the background? And I don't mean like all the all the technical mumbo jumbo, right? I mean like at at what point does AI stop and we have to have common sense enough to go in and like do a thing?
1: Sure, sure. Well, so I'll answer it a couple different ways. Um, so the AI machine learning. Um, the threat models, the correlation engines, what they do um, is they give you, the user, right, visibility across everything, whether it's your end users, your application, device cloud, whatever. Um, And the benefit, the value there um, is that you have a faster mean time to threat detection and to response, okay? That's the bottom line. It helps you respond faster and better. So, So you have more and better context of, of what's going on, and you have real-time automation in response. Um, and when you see the demo, you'll see, to your point, um, what is actionable and what's not actionable. Um, and you can tell the platform, you can either push a button to remediate, basically, okay? And there are playbooks in there to help you do this. Like we have over 300, um, playbooks. If it's this type of threat on this type of device, then do this. And you can actually edit those and and make them your own, um, as well. So you can press a button to make that workflow go, or you can tell the platform, uh, if you see this, then do this all the time, some of the time, do it only on weekends when I'm sleeping, whatever. Um so it's super flexible in that regard.
0: Does that help kind of It does. It does. So let's let's talk about how Saqion can help MSPs. Um so how would you say that Saqion helps MSPs differentiate themselves from their competitors?
1: Um so differentiation comes really um uh, in my mind for this, it's real-time remuneration without the outsourcing. Um, so, um, you're lowering your risk for your client, you're giving them less like downtime, you're giving them faster and easier audits. Um, you're helping them lower their cyber insurance rates, uh, all of those things, you're helping them meet compliance, um, needs. All of this can be demonstrated, uh, in the platform and with the platform, in fact, um, so we have, we have, uh, preconfigured so templates for all of the different security frameworks like NIST or CMMC. So you can pl- apply those frameworks to your clients. Right. Um, you can score them so you can give them a security score and say, here's your posture today. Here's our plan. They get you to here over this amount of time and here's how we're going to do it. Um, these are all super differentiators. Uh, compliance clients need to prove they have a SIM. Uh, our reporting allows you to deliver the, all of the reporting that you need for compliance needs, all of the reporting that you need for your Shiber Insurance as well. Um, so all of this combined, uh, in one tool. And I know, I know MSPs have lots of tools that maybe do parts of these things. Um, But this is a single tool that will help you do all of these things that's doing it in real time and truly integrated.
0: Okay. So now you you talked about some frameworks. I want to dig into the frameworks a little deeper. So at my MSP, we are really focused on CIS controls. So there's uh, 18 controls and each of those controls, I've actually, I've got a spreadsheet that I'm mapping out all the controls and I'm going to turn it into like this poster that we're going to hang in the dock and it's going to be really nice. Um, so with, with that said, there's like all these different things that we have to do for the different implementation groups. Right. So it might say, um, you know, we have to, gosh, let me just, let me just open this. gonna you know, I'm going to feel like an idiot talking here without, without my guide in front of me. Right. What? Um, so it might say things like, um, y- you know, lock, lock computer when walked away or, um, have uh, password policies, uh, you know, different things. So you said that Sekian is, is a tool that can do like all the things, but is it is it checking off all the boxes on all the controls?
1: It's, it's reporting on all of those forms, right? Gotcha. So we have, we have something called our AI security, EI 360, okay. Um, uh, and we have set compliance regulatory frameworks in there. Um, you know, CMMC, HIPAA, PCI, yes, GPR, you know, all of those things. Um, and we'll analyze and report on those things so that you can show evidence that you've met those needs whenever they are, <clears throat> or you haven't. And therefore you need a plan in place to, to get those needs met.
0: Got it. Now, um, I am. Brand those, if you weren't. A little side note. Oh, right? okay. So it's cool. So. For example, when it comes to control number fourteen for security awareness and skills training, how how does how does Sekian, uh, report on that? Do, is that like a self-reporting? I, I just check a box, and now Sekion will show it, or does that make sense?
1: No, well, they're not. It's not reporting on your other tool unless your other tool is delivering information into the platform.
0: Got it. Okay, so and it it does. I just wanted to, to, I just wanted to ask because it sounded like it was doing all the things. Well, but it'll only do what what is ingested into the platform.
1: Yeah, it's reporting on that. So, well, what we ingest, we've got over two hundred integration. Okay. So we ingest a lot. If it has an API that we can hook into, we will pull in the information. So, so to answer, I mean, in a word, yes, we can do what you're asking. Um, but we have to be able to see the
0: data. So we have to be able to pull it in. Got it. So from an MSP, uh, outside looking in, right. What I think a lot of MSPs, are, and I say most because if you think about it, more than 50% of MSPs are like f- five or fewer people, right? At, at least 50% are five or fewer people. In fact, 50% could be like one person. You know what's, MSPs.
1: what's interesting about that, and I'm glad you brought that up, because it used to be 80% were less than 10 employees, okay? yeah. and most of them were less than five. So, and, it's,
0: and it's probably even more than that now, only because of the consolidation that's happening at the top.
1: Yeah. So, so what we've seen is in the super small uh, or less than five employee MSPs, that number is shrinking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and the number of MSPs with five or 10 or more employees has actually grown a little bit, so that's an interest that's interesting to me um how we've evolved a little bit yes I think so
0: last five five to ten years, maybe five to seven so I always try to look out for the little guy, so we've got let's let's talk about the fifty percent that are uh you know probably one or two guys they just can't do it all. And let's be honest, they're probably not staying up to date with their uh, continuous improvement and training and, and all that stuff. Right. Um, I ran an MSP for 13 years and I'm glad I don't anymore because I, I just, I got behind, you know, I, I got behind with the times and if somebody comes to me and now that I'm a marketing guy, if somebody says, Hey, how do I fix this? I'm like, I don't know. Did you check the hosts file? It's always DNS. Like, You're <laughs> like that's, that's the extent of my knowledge. It's always DNS. So, so with that said, let's talk about the lesser educated MSP. Um, that MSP would like to be able to say, yeah, you know, I, I've got all these controls in place with CIS. And I, I want to do right by my customer, but I have no idea how. Uh-huh. So what, what they need is a company like Sekion to come out and say, okay, these are the CIS controls. These are all of the things we integrate with. These are the things that if you, if you pair all of these things together, here's your mega MSP bundle. And all of this will cover all of implementation group one. This adding these few things will, uh, add in implementation group two, so on and so forth. Right. That way, like sometimes MSPs just need it spelled out for them Mm -hmm. because, because we get, we get into this like decision overload, decision fatigue, because we're always worried about what RMM should we choose and what PSA should we choose? that we just run out of gas by the time we get to our cybersecurity stuff. So we need a, we need a company to come in. And, and I want to say that this is not sponsored. Um, I, I want to say kudos to channel program for at least making their new uh, nav stack where now you can at least visualize what your, what your stack looks like and and see oh here are the things that they recommend we have but maybe we don't yet so now you can start plugging holes that way but we need a we need a way to do navistack with compliance right can you do it
1: i hear you um i'm going to flip it a little bit because i do think you know there's some complexities in there that you're talking about um if I take my vendor hat off for a minute uh, to talk about, well, what is the core stack, what is acceptable, um, what do I need to have in place as an MSP to mitigate my risk and also mitigate the risk from the end user? Um, there's no one vendor that is going to do that for an MSP, right? Um, that That's a. Probably a whole different conversation. Now, if we want to talk about compliance, is a one or two man shop going to be taken care of? You know, a fifty person uh, doctor's office that has HIPAA compliance needs. I don't know. They shouldn't. <laughs> well, so so there you go. So I don't know that any vendor is going to be able to do that but that city. Okay, so nothing included. Um, simply because it's it's less about the tool and more about what the MSP organization is doing, mm-hmm. um, both internal with process, procedure, knowledge, all in this. Now, having said that, um, in a compliance scenario, you have to have a SIN, period. Whether right. you're outsourcing it or whether you're insourcing it. Second, I'm um, and we help in, in a really nice way with all of the analytics and the reporting that can be done in real time. Um, and the insight that the platform can give you if you're in that compliance scenario, um, couple that with, uh, the upskill process that you can go through with, um, helping your existing engineers. Um, actually learn more and more about how, um, cyber criminal work, um, what their techniques are,
0: um, and how to mitigate them. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some, uh, actually I'm going to ask you one question from the, uh, the comments here. Uh, Edward asked. What size clients would be the sweet spot that your MSP clients could sell to?
1: Um, well, frankly, um, we are priced at a point where, um, unless you are very low in what you're charging your clients, um, you know any size would work. Um, it, just looking at the tool and the price and incorporating it into your stack. Um, having said that, you know, from a compliance perspective, I mean, generally those are large appliances um, but you might have a small financial firm, it's just three people that has enormous compliance team. Um, we're a great fit in all those scenarios, frankly, um, from a feature functionality perspective and uh, pricing models.
0: And I, I just want to add to that. I don't know that, that a size of client matters for a tool like this uh, as much as do they have compliance needs or are you just wanting to have cybersecurity across the board for all your clients? Uh, you know, that's, that's one thing that I always preach is standardize what you're offering, you know, whether, whether it's a doctor's office or a manufacturing facility, uh, offer the same level of service to, to all of your clients. That way you just, you just know everything's good across the board. Uh, that's, that's only going to help the manufacturing company by, uh, Mm -hmm. adhering to, the same type of stuff that a doctor's office would with HIPAA.
1: Yeah, many of our partners, you know, if they nibch in something, whether it's HIPAA compliance, whatever it is, um, that's the minimum So if they take on a client outside of the HIPAA compliance world, they're still getting the standard, um, just like you said, Steve. And and again, that's taking my vendor hat off, right? That's a conversation about your MSD and and um, what level of risk you're willing to take um, how much you want to mitigate mitigate that risk. Or, um, because a, a basic core security offering, in my opinion, is the first offering. Like there's, you can't do much more for your client if you haven't addressed their security needs today. Um, and I don't even know that that's a knowledge gap. That is a, a, what's happening in our world, right? Cybercrime has risen to a point where it must be addressed. Whether your client is a one man shop or whether your client has 2,000 endpoints or more, um, uh, you have to address security and, and data is key there, protecting it.
0: So I've got a few more questions I want to ask before we dive into our demo. Um, how would you say that Secions uh, AI and machine learning compare to that of the other cybersecurity vendors out there?
1: You know what I say to that without getting techy, because I'm I'm not a developer. <laughs> um, our clients, um, their testimonials, our partners um, will tell you. Uh, that the efficacy um, of our ML and machine, or AI and machine learning um, is top notch. Uh, what we're seeing with our partners is, in fact, we had a partner, um, one of our partners uh, had a previous CEO on the MSD, and to replace the original CEO. Because they niche in legal firms, um, and one of their legal firms uh, had a breach, uh, a big breach, a big ransomware event. Um, and it really brought the MSP to their knees. Um, and so they had to reprioritize. So they got a new CEO. Um, and they also brought in Sekion. Um, and you know, they charged top dollar to begin with, right? They're dealing with legal, legal firms. Um, they were actually able to double their regular contract rates um, and deliver a much higher level of service. Um, so we, we see this across the board with our, our partners um, the machine learning, the AI, the correlation engines, the algorithms, um, and you'll see it in the demo. Take takes so many events, so, so many events, um, and drill down poorly, and just bubble up, you know, exactly what you need to respond to. Um, there are very few consequences. And then once you know those six or seven things you need to respond to, you can literally leverage the automation in the platform to fix what's wrong. So our partners, you know, are able to reduce their internal costs, right, The people. Are able to streamline their operations on, in the security on the security desk or your service desk, and, and they're able to actually uh, charge more for what they're doing.
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: It's a double waving to the margin.
0: Now, how does Secun ensure that its uh, artificial intelligence models are accurate and like unbiased? Because I know that's a problem still.
1: Um, well, like I said, I'm, I'm not the techie one to get into how that's, how it's done, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, I know our partners tell us that it it works for them, um, Um, but I would, I would have to get you talking to an engineer if you wanted to drill in the, the
0: technical bits and bytes of how AI and ML works. Okay. Or or just that person. Are you aware of any limitations with your AI? Uh-oh. okay and are you are you aware of any like common challenges that msps face when implementing and using Secchion? Um.
1: well yeah. stem is scary
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of the times because it is complex and um, you know there's no getting around that some of the sure. things that we do um to to mitigate that complexity, one, is the automation, the playbooks, the reporting, the things that we've already built in, um, so you're not starting from scratch. You know, you're actually implementing a tool that has so much of it preconfigured for you that you can start leveraging it right away. Um, so yeah. we have that. But we also, um, we are not a managed stock organization, and that's not what we want to be. We're a a platform developer, but we do have a SOC team. So when you come on as a new partner, we, our SOC supports you through the whole onboarding process. Um, and, and we act as your back end, um, and unless and until you actually get your team upskilled and comfortable and are able to do it all on your own. Um, so we have a
0: pretty uh, robust onboarding program. We'll call him back. Very cool. Now let's let's talk about the demo we're gonna do today. Okay. Um it's it's a little I'll call it unorthodox because today we're gonna play a video instead of doing a live demo.
1: And that's that's me. I, I've been sucking on about six weeks. And uh I can do a demo, I'm just not um real smooth at it. So um We did a recording of Tom Ertl, one of our guys that's doing hormones every day, all day. Mm -hmm. So I thought that would be best. Um, Get a smooth demo, right? For the audience,
0: say. Sure. Wonderful. So I'm going to uh, kick that off. Uh, Guys, for those of you that are still watching live, please feel free to pop your questions into the chat. So that way, we can, uh, we can do a little more Q&A after this.
2: And this is Tom Erdahl from Secchia. I'm here to give you an overview of the Secchia AI XDR platform. First screen we're looking at here is the executive dashboard. This gives you a high level view of everything that's happening in your environment. At the bottom the devices, you're here getting data from the middle, uh, data flowing into and out of your environment. So forth. The three boxes on the left represent the first, the number of events that have been captured over the last seven days, over four billion pieces of information from logs, flows, user information. Below it is 9.8 ish million threat indicators. Those are things that we've seen that, that might become part of it. a failed login, a blacklisted site access, a new scan. At the bottom is the actual number of alerts that were generated over that seven day period. So 28 alerts, four alerts a day. That's very manageable. That's the power of the system. ML and AI engines, and the correlation, taking all those all those events, parsing them down to threat indicators, and then turning them into actual alerts where you need to take action. Let's go take a look at the uh, log flow collection status. Pull that up. Let's go to larger count here, let's do 50. So what you're seeing here is all the different log sources, flow sources that the system is ingesting. We're collecting logs, flows, user information. We collect from all your different cloud environments. We have rules built into the system. You don't have to do any rules creation. So that can hopefully save you significant time and money. As I said earlier, we're collecting not just logs, logs, flows, user information. All of that helps us create a much deeper and richer picture of what's going on in your environment. It let's us build behavioral models for every host, signature-based. We we catch things based on behavior. So therefore, we're going to catch it early. Lastly, we have unsupervised MLA and AI, which can hopefully really cut down the number of false positives you're going to see. We get great feedback from our partners that they have very few false positives. That means your team has to spend a lot less time looking into things that That aren't actually going to need to have any action taken. Let's go look at alerts. Okay, here you got a high-level snapshot of the alert page. At the top, you get a, a just a graphical look at different types of alerts, you know, and how many are open by severity, different types of closure, open, remediate, and so forth. Below that, you're seeing the actual open alerts. I want to go look at a longer period of time here, so I'm going to go. 60 days, I want to look for a particular type, so potential malware infected hosts. So I come here and I can see alerts that, that fit that profile. Again, you see here, you get a time frame, high level overview, what particular uh, information was relevant in the alert, the user and so forth. Let's go, we can dig into every one of those and get all the details. So here I've dug into one of the uh, potential malware infected host alerts. Uh, one thing I want to highlight here is this origin page. So a tab. So what you see here is what particular information was used in this alert to help us generate. In some cases, it's user information. Some cases, it's, it's log information. Some cases, it's flow information. And, and in many cases, it's a combination of those. So this actually shows you which types of data were used mm-hmm. for this alert. Across here, you're seeing the, uh, MITRE techniques. MITRE is a corporation that created a guideline for classifying and describing cyber attacks. We've incorporated this into our alerts and we're showing you here in red that the actual techniques that were used in this alert. Down here, what we actually are showing is the, all of the activity that was correlated together in software, by our machine learning and AI and, and other engines, all the things that were correlated together to, to tell us, okay, there's an alert here that needs to be have action taken. You can drill down on any one of these. Let's look at blacklisted site access. This is all of the ones that were listed. You could look at every one. You can drill into any one. And here you get a real deep look at exactly what was going on with that particular instance. Uh, source IP, destination IP. Here you can actually see the, the source that told us which, that this was actually a blacklisted site. And at the bottom here, you always get the MITRE techniques that were used in that, in that thread indicator. Okay. So let's go back. Here we're getting a graphical representation so of this host over time. Back here in January, you saw some activity, some blacklisted site accesses, but not enough to, for us to say that there's anything malicious and action needs to be taken. Here again, another month. Now here in this month, we actually saw enough that we raised our confidence and severity score and said, there's an alert. You need to take some actions. And you could actually drill down on this. You could, I could click on it and go deeper. And so you could keep drilling down to get to the actual day and maybe even a minute so that an analyst can get a very quick snapshot of what happened. Once you get here, if you look in and you decide it's time to take action, you go up here and you click the Remediate button. You can go in you can say, all right, let's see what devices are available for remediation. Here I have a sonic firewall. Let's click that one. Let's do an EDR, second EDR. Give it a quick comment. And now I can go in and actually see what's going to happen. Here it's showing me the exact rule it's going to push to the, second, the sonic wall firewall, So you can actually take a quick look, validate that it looks good, but it's going to do that. As soon as you push the button, it's going to push that rule out, block access to that blacklisted site. Uh, for the ADR, we'd get a different set of instructions, but anyway, everything you selected, you could see what it was going to do. You come down here, you push the update button, and the system is now going to take those actions and you're going to remediate that, that attack. And in most cases, long before it ever gets to the point where it's actually hurting anything. Uh, let's go back now. Let's go over and take a look at something called auto-remediation. So that was manual remediation, where I actually took a look, I pushed a button, and it happened. Here, I can set up the system to say, okay, from now on, whenever you see a particular type of alert, uh, I can say potential, malware-infected host, like I was just looking at, I can say from now on, I want to remediate that automatically. I don't want to wait for a human to look at it. I can, I can set that to happen all the time. I can set it to happen after hours. I can set it to happen for a certain day of the week. So it's very programmable. And you can do this for any type of alert. Down here, you see a bunch of different playbooks that have been created for, you know, different confidence scores, different um, severities, different type of alert, and you can create your own. So those are all in the system. If you want to go in and create your own, let's just pick one here. Here you can see the uh, the details of a particular playbook. Get the ransomware alert, check severity, and so forth. Notify the SOC team, and you can add anything you want to this. I could say, okay, notify maybe a different team. I know in your environment you have multi uh, multi contractor environment. You could say notify this particular uh, contractor if this alert happens. So. These can be very specialized to your environment based on what you're looking for. Okay, let's go take a look at reports. We have a lot of different reports in the system. Here just happens to be one uh, security posture. So I can show, you know, I can have this sent out automatically to a a list of people, let's say management or whomever is important that needs to see this. It can be sent out once a week, once a month, so it can be programmed So to test. This report's going to go out on a regular basis to whoever I want. You can see here just a lot of good information, top posts with alerts, top users with alerts, location, you know, gra- geographical location, and then at the bottom, you actually get a list of all the alerts that, that show, Let me go into administration here. I want to show you that the system can be configured to – you can go in and you can say, okay, any individual, I can add a new individual, and I can specify what things I want them to get. Right? I want them to get SOC reports, mediation reports. I want them to get major alerts, critical alerts, whatever it might be. You can program the system to say, always always give this person this event when it happens. So the alerts will happen as, as soon as the system has detected them. That will go out to whomever you want to go out to you can also you know, schedule the reports in here as well. That's a, a brief overview of the system. I hope that was helpful. And uh, thank you very much for your time.
0: All right. So I've got questions. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for me, my eyes start to glaze over when I see all of the, the threats and everything else. Right. So is, I guess my first question is that normal for MSPs or is it just me?
1: I don't know. I don't know what's normal. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's normal. um, I think that, you know, those that are looking to solve the visibility problem, um, you know, finding that super helpful, Uh but I think a lot of them operate out of, you know, that screen where the minor technique is shown. Mm-hmm. There's an actual alert and it gives you the tools to drill down and, and see what happened and why it happened, um, and what events led up to it becoming now a critical mm-hmm. alert. Okay. Um uh- I'll, uh, and we use an illustration, um, it kind of illustrate why this is beneficial, Um, because a lot of the tools today in the NSP space are are doing similar things um, will start to, well, will stop encryption when it happens, okay? So we alert you and we stop it. Okay, hey, that's a great thing, right? Not that it's bad. But the encryption's already happening. So what led up to that encryption? Well, last week, something malicious may have been installed on this machine and sat dormant. Well, we would have seen that. We would have said, that doesn't look right. Um, and then the next day, something malicious was installed on your machine, this time from China. Um, that's not right. Um, and then the next day, something else is installed on someone else's machine. Um, and and the point here is today's tools, the MSP banks, um, aren't noticing that. Now, what will happen, and, and how how a ransom happens, is those three little files get installed. They're innocuous. They don't do anything right away. They just sit there. And then all of a sudden there's a trigger, right? And those those malicious programs all of a sudden start to encrypt and and do their thing. Um, that blast zone could be huge, depending on how long it's been there. Mm-hmm. Um we we aren't looking at just encryption or just that particular activity, we're actually looking at all of those things and correlating and saying, wait a minute, these three things just happened. Um, You need to do something about it, whether it's remove it, isolate it, whatever it is. So so that's at least a small illustration of how a malicious attack might start, um, and how real-time remediation, not just alerting, is helpful in that scenario. Because we, we've alerted you before it actually became a problem and we reduced the blast zone significantly. Um, if it were to become a problem and we gave you the tools to actually remediate it, whether you manually press a button to remediate or whether you have the platform to do it. Um, all of that is driving efficiency and efficacy
0: in your security services that you're delivering to end uh Now, somebody just asked uh, privately, what are your telemetry sources?
1: Uh, as far as, well, I mean, we're pulling in from anything that has blows or events or, you know, all of that. Um, and then, I am not as educator. We have over... Thirty, um, uh, bread seeds coming in. So I don't know if that's the they're talking about.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so we have, we have, um, we're pulling in bread seeds, like I said. I think we had a little thirty
0: in yeah. them. Understood. Um, when I looked at the executive dashboard, that was the first dashboard that he started on, and he was like here's all these millions of threats, but you know, we pared it down to like 28. Is that, am I looking at the dashboard for one client or for all of my clients or what, what am I looking at there?
1: That was one client, but that's also our demo static, right? So we're, we're putting malware in it. We're making it, you know, worse than what you would say. Just to demonstrate how, how the platform works. Right. Um, so. On the Secchian systems, we're injecting malware. We're doing things to demonstrate how our system is, is doing the work. But those are, so, so the billions, those are like events. Those are things that are happening. Um, whatever they are, a user logged in, um, an application log, whatever, whatever's happening, um, they may or may not need that, if you will. Um, and then, kind of, that middle bar was, oh, you know, here's all the billions of things happening. Here's a couple hundred thousand that kind of look interesting, like they may or may not be a thing. And then it distills down to, okay, no, these things happened in this particular order. They're definitely a thing that you need to look at and read the mediation.
0: Okay, so he he clarified his question for me. Um, that's the threat Intel. He wants to know what data you're getting from the environment. And I said, oh, okay, well, you know, they integrate with 200 plus tools. And he said, well, yeah, but like, where? So is it getting like windows logs, sysmon, syslog?
1: Yeah. So your operating systems, your firewalls, um, whatever your cloud stuff is, your applications. Um, yeah, whatever they are. Hopefully that helps. I mean, it's whatever your, you know, Active directory, directory, um, anything that's creating a blow or a log or an event.
0: And uh, I'm cheating. Uh, I, I'm using Google Bard. <laughs> so according to Google Bard, um, Secchian supports a variety of endpoint agents for Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. And those agents collect a variety of telemetry data, such as process activity, file activity, network traffic, and user activity. Um, And then it also can pull logs from network devices, such as firewalls and routers. Um, So that can be used to detect suspicious network activity, such as malware infections and data exfiltration attempts. Uh, It can connect with cloud environments. So collect telemetry from cloud environments such as AWS, Azure, and GCP, Google Cloud Platform. Uh, This data can be used to detect and respond to threats in the cloud. Email systems, uh, Microsoft Exchange, Microsoft 365, Google Workspace, uh, used to detect and respond to email-borne threats such as phishing attacks and malware infections, In addition to these sources, Secion can also collect telemetry from a variety of other security solutions, such as firewalls, intrusion detection systems, and web proxies. It uses a variety of techniques to collect and analyze telemetry data, including real-time analysis, machine learning, and threat intelligence. Does that sound right? (laughs)
1: Well, it is. I mean, yeah, it's... it's yeah, so I,
0: I always, I always get nervous when I ask AI questions, you know, like,
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can, yes. I mean, there's a list of things. So anything that creates a flow, a log an um, uh, an event, um, uh, whether it's in the cloud, an application, whether it's a piece of hardware, whether it's active directory, an operating system. Yeah. I mean, it's it, we're, we're saying the same thing. We just got way more technical in the list.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's going to happen when, uh, you know, now I've, now I've got an MSSP asking me questions, right? So now you and I are both like, nah, um. no.
1: <laughs> Look, if, I say, if I can't answer it, um, you know, I'd be happy to pair you up with one of our engineers um, and really go through. You know, and answer those, those more technical questions for sure. Cool. I will tell you, our NSSTs, um, you know, it's the same scenario because of the automation. Um, you know, you can deliver the same service at quite a much lower cost, right? Fewer people, um, and got the automation and, and, uh,
0: intelligence built in. Well, I think we've kept them in suspense for long enough. Let's talk about one final thing, the price. Yeah. What does this thing cost for an MSP that wants to sign up and be a partner?
1: Um, so we do a per user model um, for most MSPs. And when I say most MSPs, when you get into really large environments, uh, sometimes a per device uh, is more uh, cost-effective for them. But in general, it's a per-user uh, price, uh, and it comes to about $8 per user per month on the low end. Um, as you scale up, uh, you get more of a price rate. Okay.
0: More than where's less per user. And you, you might have said it, and just, um, are there minimums?
1: Um, We have a minimum
0: buy-in, um, and it's 25 users. So Okay. And we that's that's twenty five at eight, correct? Okay, so two hundred bucks a month—that's reasonable for what you guys are are claiming to offer. Or and um, uh, contract?
1: Uh, we go month to month. Wonderful. Yeah. Um. That's you. Very. It's a hosted model, right? So you know, it's all in our cloud. Or I mean, we do have a model where. You can host it in your infrastructure if you'd like.
0: So and for people that are are really concerned or just have uh, extra strict compliance requirements, that is definitely a a good thing to know.
1: Right, right.
0: Cool. Is there anything else that you think MSPs need to hear about your platform?
1: Um, I would just say, you know, don't be afraid when you hear SIM or see SIM. Um, I think today with uh, the automation and, and uh, AI and machine learning, anyway, it, it's not as scary as it, it used was. to be. That's what I'm say.
0: Very awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here. Let's see if I can do this right. Here we go. Now we got the music coming in. All right. So Amy, thanks so much for popping on here with me today. Um, for those of you that want to learn more, you can go to secion.com, S-E-C-E-O-N.com. And uh, you, do you guys have a trial or just a demo? All
1: right, no, you can, you can try with demos and or trials and do a whole uh, uh, evaluation.
0: Wonderful. I, I love when we can get a full evaluation and do like a real proof of concept to see how is this going to work for my MSP. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to my MSP and see if this is something that we want to check out too.
1: Yeah, we have a, uh, we have a
0: new program.
1: Not most look for it. Uh, it's going to help you out even more with regard yeah. that quest.
0: Wonderful. And, uh, if it helps, Uh, there's an MSSP who has a staffing agency. He hires his SOC analysts from. They're trained on Seccion. Oh, interesting. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. This is, this is the real deal, guys. So go check out Seccion. Thanks so much for popping on here today, guys. You have yourselves a great day.